All right, so here we are again to talk about another movie. This is Colby here. This is Cole. This is Devin. Uh, so we watched The Hunt, the 2020 version, unfortunately. Um, not the other one, which is really, really good. Uh, Cole, who does that one with again? Uh, it's 2012 film The Hunt with Mads Mikkelsen. Unfortunately, the director escapes my name. That's a good one. That's a really good movie. But we watched this one on your recommendation, Cole. Why is that? We did. Uh, the biggest reason uh, was when I came across um, some of the films I was looking at possibly to watch this year was I feel that we've had a, some pretty good satires in the films recently. I think like in 2018, there was the film Story to Bother You, which was a nice welcome, I think. I haven't seen one in a bit. Uh, after that, there was Jojo Rabbit in 2019. And then I feel like, to a degree, I think Parasite, the film that you know won the Academy Award last year, everyone keeps talking about now. Uh, I, I consider that, to a degree, to be a satire film. And I wanted to see one in 2020, and this was the first one that came, came to my, my mind, on top of the fact that there was, a, you know, as everybody knows, a, a kind of like a, a little discussion around that film last year that caused it to be pushed down. Uh, also, to be fair, it was due to a shooting as well. So what's maybe more interesting than the movie is the history of the movie itself. July 30th, 2019 is when the trailer came out, and then there were some dual shootings August 3rd, 2019. Three days later, there was a test screening, um, and it looks like, seems like, that that test screening did not go so well. Mm-hmm. Um and then the Hollywood Reporter stated that the deplorables, there was a line in the Hunt script that said, nothing better than going out to the manor and slaughtering a dozen deplorables was mentioned, which caught the eye of Fox News. Um, and the next day, August 7th, 2019, um, you know, there was a headline that said, Hollywood blockbuster that satirizes killing of deplorables causes outrage. I don't even know how they decided that, but demented and evil. So, of course, we know after seeing it that it doesn't just make fun or it's not evil to just one, it's not red state or blue state. It's everybody, but... um, couple days later, August 9th, Trump made a tweet about it. August 10th, they pulled the hunt out. Universal said that it would not get released on September 27th as planned, saying, after thoughtful consideration, the studio has decided to cancel our plans to release the film. End quote. So, pretty interesting. Yeah. February of 2020, a new trailer came out and uh, saying it would be released in March. And probably the best time ever for it to be released was not in a movie theater, but just to us, like $20 rental. I I feel like it. something that is mentioned here that we're looking at is how I think the Joker also influences film being released too. Like there was a lot of stand like, uh, apprehension towards the Joker being released in, in theaters, and there's a lot of pushback on that film. Now, this is different from that in some respects, but I feel that 
the success of what that film had on the had with itself might have possibly influenced Universal to push to release this film the next month after the uh, Academy was over, or they were announced. Sorry, but they did a good job in the end with its marketing. I think mm-hmm. you know there was just a new marketing campaign. They just they talked it up. They used all this disdain for it as its marketing campaign, which I think is another good idea. You know, the most talked about movie of the year is one that no one's actually seen. And there's all these quotes all over the page saying things like, you know, disgusting and it's nothing but a gore fest. And it's like, how are there so many quotes about a movie that hasn't even been released? No one knows anything about it, you know? Mm -hmm. No. And and to be fair, though, like, I I do understand, like, Hollywood does have at times like a, like a liberal or left-leaning viewpoint on things, but it's kind of fun to see it being blow, blown out of proportion to such a degree. Uh, and and now we're watching the film, it's kind of like, to yes, they are right in some degrees, but in the other section of the film, which is like half the film pretty much, they're totally wrong with that. It, it's a great example of, you know, don't, don't judge a book by its, by its cover. And I yeah. feel that with trailers now, people feel like once they see the trailer, they see the movie. And I think we've gotten to a point. This is where I feel like a lot of us here don't really probably watch a lot of trailers, or if we do, we don't see the whole trailer because one, it gives way too much to the film, and two, it sets up a bad expectation for the film as well. Yeah. I, I watch generally a minute of a trailer because too much is given away. But yeah, it's not worth getting so upset about a movie that wasn't all that good either. Yeah. <laughs> With that said, was it really that bad? Like, is it really that offensive? Is it really that bad? Like, is this is it okay to be in theaters? Isn't is there worse things? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll start by just saying I think that there are worse movies. I think like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is is more offensive possibly um you know a saw movie could be more offensive than this so i i think it just has to do with the political stuff around it um i mean that's got to be why but i i it was it definitely seemed to be talked up to me it just seemed like people maybe were being bitches about it just to be none the just <laughs> that's what it seems like to me yeah i guess for a better word, yeah. I want to hear... I've been very interested in hearing what Devin's point of view on this film is. Um, well, so about the... If it's really that bad. I really don't think it's that offensive. Um, violence? Is, I mean, yeah. There's some pretty gory parts, but... It's kind of the norm nowadays. I mean, John Wick was a lot more violent sort of thing. Uh, in terms of politics, uh, I don't really think the politics are really that offensive either, but I'm just kind of surprised that a bigger name production company took the, the risk of having a political, like such a political, uh, theme. Cause a lot of times bigger names like try to avoid that, but of course they're, they're, they claim they're trying to have like two sides that they're, uh, that they're trying to satirize both sides. Whether or not they do that is another discussion that I guess we'll probably talk during this uh, podcast. But uh, I just think that the movie was just not done very well. So it's bad in that part, but not really like 
banned from movie theaters like offensive no and one thing i want to add to that actually is that interesting i realize now is that we did the invisible man for our first uh first thing for our second one this is the hunt and they're both released by universal oh yeah and they're both uh blumhouse productions too right yep it's kind of slipped my head yeah universal isn't it universal they're the ones who did the v i don't want to say vod video on demand but they headed that 20 dollar rental it doesn't surprise me that blumhouse would produce this they produce a lot of stuff more not so good than good in all honesty if you look at their track record even as of late i think they've produced whiplash so like there's like random really good stuff in there um maybe they did get out i don't know for sure but they have that the good stuff in there and then they have like those hulu blumhouse hulus that are like hulu blumhouse productions that are like i don't even know what this is so I feel like Blumhouse is willing to take a chance as long as they're not spending a whole lot of money. Like Invisible Man was like seven, eight, nine million, and they made a killing off of it. I'm gonna guess the Hunt. I don't know if they're making a killing off of this. You're not gonna get those numbers like you can at a box office. But I bet releasing this with a twenty dollar rental was probably the better way to go in the long run. So. Let's get into the movie itself, I guess. Um, if we start right at the beginning, what do we think? I know for I can start with me is that uh, I like the beginning of the film personally. Um, with like, especially like, when the actual you know the hunt started, uh, there was more that happened before it though. But uh, for me, I, I can give and take that. But once the hunt actually started to happen, I felt like the the film really picked up there personally uh especially some of the sh- the shots were better than i expected you know some of the action scenes were better than i expected uh i feel like uh some of the comedy did hit me with uh the sudden deaths you didn't know who you're following to begin with at times um i feel as far as characters go i could give and take almost any of them the uh the female lead off the bat i mean uh betty giblin giblin i think his name is uh gilton i'm trying to remember her her name uh for me killed it like she like she was she wasn't like the movie but like she, like her character uh can be invested into the film uh throughout the majority of it i really enjoyed following her uh following her uh it's funny that you say like that when the hunt started uh because for me i thought it was really such a strange choice that they killed almost every single character off first thing and yeah. I, I think because of that too, it it made it so the movie ended up not being paced very well because they didn't uh, space it out enough like that, and so the rest of the movie just felt very very slow in comparison. Um, I also have to disagree about the uh, personally about the character. I thought uh, I thought the character just acted so weird throughout the whole movie uh yeah movie i i so the thing is like she's supposed to be pretty smart because you see that she's very resourceful and knows a lot of different you know stuff like apparently she 
somehow knows what the price of cigarettes are in Arkansas, even though she lives in Mississippi. But but then she like her herself just acts very very slow, so it's kind of hard to believe that she's smart, which I think is part of the satire, I guess. But at the same time, I guess the way that she depicted the character. I think she was going for an idiot savant sort of character, but it just ended up just feeling very awkward. Like, she makes some really strange faces. There's that scene where they're walking at the train tracks, and then she just stops and says, we're not in Vermont, and then just starts peeing in front of the guy out of nowhere. It was just so bizarre. Like, I do not know what to make of that character. I don't know if I'm the only one who feels this way. I would say that I liked that... We didn't know who the character was going to be at first. That was something that I, I truly enjoyed. And I also enjoyed that it was a lot of semi-big-name people. Um, people, I can't even remember their names, but that's, you know, they're big-name. People from <laughs> American Horror Story, people from This Is Us. You know, there are these people from TV shows that are well-known. Um, My name is Earl. My name is give me, Earl. Give, give me more of that, Ethan Suppley. I don't know. I like seeing him on TV. I, I'm not to admit it. I, I love seeing his face. <laughs> and but I did. I like that beginning a lot. But your comment about Devin, your comment about the pacing is interesting because I definitely like the first third the best, the first act the best, mm-hmm. and the rest of it is where it mostly I, I I just frankly don't really like it, and. Maybe it's because it is so quickly paced and the opening scene could have been left out entirely. I don't think that it was necessary at all. It's so bad I don't even remember it. Weren't they on like a... The plane. The plane, yeah. Yeah. Was that necessary? Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. The character Uh, herself, I don't like her. Like the actual lead character, I don't like her. I noticed that. I, I I watched this movie with Cole, actually Cole and my wife Jess, and oh. I said, "Who my my wife hates this movie, um, <laughs> despised it." After the first twenty minutes, she started to play Animal Crossing. I did not like the character. I noticed those strange faces that she made. There was an action scene where she was killing people in a bunker one of them being dennis from always sunny in philadelphia and she kept making weird faces at them and i i'm guessing that was a directorial choice like he said make a face or do something weird i I don't know why she would decide to do that i'm guessing that I think, I don't know who the director is, Craig Zobel or something. I'm guessing he's the one who was asking her to do something like that, and so she decided to. But that did bother me. I did not like the character, and that's no. that's not helpful if you don't like a character in a movie. Yeah, and, and about that bunker scene, there's that part where uh, she's asking that consultant guy, where uh, one of the people are and he says why and for one thing it's kind of like isn't it obvious why <laughs> she wants to know but uh then like her her dialogue is something like because i'm like and then she does this weird thing where she 
lifts her head up and then widens her eyes in this dramatic way. And then she's like, and I work at a car wash and there's nowhere to put that, so maybe today I can. And she does that same facial expression. What yeah. is that all about? Am, am I the only one who has no idea what the heck that's supposed to be? See that that to me, I enjoy that. Like that, she made this character her own. I feel like I feel like whenever I see this character in the film, it's uh, uh, the term shouldn't be duck out like duck out of water, but she definitely she's not belonging to any of these character stereotypes. No, there's obviously it's a political satire. There's left and right. There's ideologies in this film, and it feels like she just does not care about any of it at all. Um, I and I, like, I I kind of like her reactions to to. To just not caring at all about the conspiracy theories from the people that she's supposedly, you know, sh- shacked up with. I'm not going to go with the whole ending of this right away, but of yeah. uh, like the group that she belongs to, uh, as well as just it feels like she just wants to get something out of this for herself at the end of it. More like she has something that she just wants to, you know, not unleash, but I, I personally, I think I can let it go for that. I'm not gonna say it's a character flaw because I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I feel everything that she did, I could get when watching the film. Like I was with this character, I was rooting for this character. Hmm. Maybe just something just went over my head. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I get that she's supposed to. I feel like she's the character you relate to in this ridiculous. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I feel like she should be the character you relate to in this ridiculous world. But how can you relate to her? I mean, I can't. Yeah, I can't really either. I mean, there's there's small parts where she starts to be relatable to me. Um, like when she's talking to uh, one of the people that's spouting their ideologies and she just kind of like, yeah, but what about this way? And just kind of nonchalantly shuts them down but for the most part i can't really relate to anything she does because it's just so oddball <laughs> i think a problem with that is what you both mentioned and this is a problem i have with the film as well is it's it, it it wants to get to like destinations so quickly and it works for the third the first third act for me and a little bit the second one but it, it's going too fast for its own good like you feel like you want to learn more about this, some of these characters maybe maybe have them talk a little more get where they're coming from maybe get something settled down a little bit but you don't ever really get that chance and that's could be what was affecting that as well yes and no because i think that with this premise and the way this movie started right off the bat and how ridiculous this movie is and part of the reason why i didn't like the second and third act is because we were attempting to get a backstory and it was like do I care anymore? A part of the reason why I liked the beginning is because it was kind of bad. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I didn't, it was good and I, I enjoyed it, but in a way that was kind of like, it wasn't like a, sorry to bother you. Good. It wasn't like a departed good. You know what I mean? It was like, a, and I can't say like samurai cop. All I can say is like, it was kind of bad, but enjoyable because it was bad. So yeah. bad it's kind of good at the beginning, but it doesn't even hold up. And my wife mm-hmm. said it's trying to be so bad that it's good. That was her take on it at first. So that's a lot of different views. Yeah, it, def- it definitely feels like they start off trying to be so bad that it's good. 
but then they tried to like taper that off and then try to be like very political satire i guess because uh, there's like a lot of themes that they just bash you over the head with like the way that the uh liberal people speak they will not let you forget that these people are so extremist liberal because like every single conversation they they have ends up the same way oh i'm sorry i gendered this oh uh but yeah, this, this discussion that, between the, the two older elder ladies about african-americans yeah that whole like, thing. Black people. Like, and they're like oh white people were the worst and that whole like kind of dialogue just keeps being repeated throughout mm-hmm. the whole film i don't know if they think it's very clever and they're just trying to milk it or if they're just trying to make sure you, you don't forget that this is a political satire but it, it ends up being almost a little bit preachy in that regard the way it uh, keeps repeating but then at the end they try to i feel like they they again change the tone of it where they try to make a uh, sort of sense out of the whole thing and just each act just feels like a completely different movie i guess in that or to an extent and I will say, I think my favorite line in the whole movie is the sorry, sorry, I gendered it, I think is how it was pre- <laughs> It was pretty funny to me. I don't know why. Oh, I, 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 I laughed pretty was- hard. And not necessarily because it was clever. I just thought it was because, like, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going there now. I don't know. It was – maybe that's where the movie was supposed to be, it was just extreme – and funny yeah, I mean, because of that, but I, it's also think, cringy because of that. I mean, I think they were trying to, uh, like, make the whole irony around these liberals are very sensitive about, you know, gendering things, uh, racial things, discrimination things, stuff like that. But then, um, on the other hand, they're also killing all these people. And I get that. I just think they it's almost like they there's no subtlety there's no it doesn't feel like a satire because instead they're just shoving it down your throat i guess well i feel sorry to go off that i feel like satire this satire where it falls apart and that it's too general it's not really directed at anybody individual it's directed at almost everybody from every angle a good example is i feel like sword bobby right was directed I, I not even sorry. It's kind of directed towards. No, I'm so sorry. I mean, Parasite. Parasite is directed. I feel like it's a satire. It's directed between you know rich and poor. And I feel mm-hmm. like sorry to bother you. Also, could do that pretty well. On top of that, with the added with, with the added influence of racism. So it definitely has specific angles of where the satire is going. in, in both of those both of those films, uh, even similar to Jojo Rabbit, what I mentioned. Like a lot of those films have very specific satire and the jokes they're heading heading for. Now, of course, I you can always make, make the argument that some of the jokes in this film maybe weren't crafted well enough. Maybe they weren't too subtle. A good example for me that it was obviously not meant to be subtle. Remember the the labor camp? I think of the Russians or their, or whatever they were. Uh, there was a man in the vehicle, and in the vehicle there was just bribe money, and it was clearly meant to be a joke, but it. I kind of almost laughed at how bad the joke attempt was at that point. Um, and that's where I feel this film does drop the ball in its comedy is it, it, it was just too broad in its aspect and didn't really re- try to go towards one specific like audience or one, one idea that like just, I was just trying to say, look at this is all stupid. And it's funny. And it's, it's funny to make fun of 
again and again. Uh, I think another way that the satire kind of falls apart is the amount of action they put into it, I guess, because uh, it distracts away from it, where they go from the whole liberal conservative stuff, and then they go to like uh, just flat, full-on action, and uh, it kind of feels like they're going for like a Rambo sort of thing, or a John Wick, you know, like a one person versus a bunch of people. And they focus a lot on that while they try to focus a lot on the political stuff as well and i feel like if they wanted to make the satire more powerful they could have either made the action more slapstick i guess or the same like goriness intensity that they that it is but have less of it throughout and spaced out i mean i think the one part probably the the best satire um, or use of satire where they actually put the action and the satire together is when that woman is uh, uh, you know get the gun pointed to her and the guy's like oh you can't shoot her she's a lady and then she goes do you think you should be spared and given mercy just because you're a woman she's like no wait a second and then like gets shot because <laughs> it's like kind of saying something not only about their whole sensitivity about gender stuff and, and and like that whole liberal political uh discussion but also it's kind of like it's funny because she could have lived maybe if she just put away her pride you know what i mean but i can see that right. I, one thing i was curious about this is what colby, colby i think mentioned during the watching the film what about the technical technical aspects of the film colby? it was better than what i thought it was gonna be so I, I should have taken notes when I watched it but I, honestly I can't remember anything outstanding enough but like the beginning that was like Hunger Games I know that was probably the best best shot part you know there's definitely of course CGI stuff but I can't really complain this is a movie that's perfectly okay with CGI stuff the darks were dark you know what I mean it wasn't murky Mm -hmm. a, a lesser movie could could be so so I, I definitely commend them with that you know I've seen movies where Cole I don't remember what movie it was that we watched me you and Connor watched but we were like we couldn't make some things out because it was just so murky you know and this wasn't the case um, yeah. the so, problem yeah. I will let's be fair at that though at least for me I couldn't tell that because I'm on a computer that be honest, the blacks are terrible. So what you were seeing, I couldn't see, unfortunately. It's very digital looking. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a big deal for people. I, not really for me, I guess. But it's just, it's obviously filmed on digital. Hopefully I don't eat my words here. But it seemed very <laughs> digital looking. I'm going to look that up just to make sure. <laughs> Five minutes later. Or you have an edit from him later, guys, being like, Oh, God, I, I fucked it up. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a uh, uh, projector. <laughs> <laughs> Something in there later, you'll find. Um, no, I for, for technical aspects, you're right. The, during the first sequence with the, with the, when this, the hunt started, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And honestly, a lot of the action scenes, of course, they're not like John Wick level, but they were yeah. definitely better than your average film going into theaters, personally. It was definitely, I think, technical-wise, uh, better than expected, at, at the very least. 
It was filmed uh, on a 6K digital recorder, so I was right. The Sony Venice. Son- Sony Cine Alta Venice, a 6K uh, digital. So Tell me, how good do you feel about yourself, yourself right now? I mean, it was pretty <laughs> obvious to me. Okay, I just wanted, wanted to check it. No. I mean, well, uh, when you've... I think you just get to notice that stuff after a while, but it's it's true. It's yeah. not a bad thing. I don't. That does not bother me. But you know, this is a movie that if it was on film, it would have been weird. <laughs> In a sense, <laughs> it would have been strange. Um, film. Let's keep film for the Tarantinos of the world right now. You know, <laughs> but uh, regardless. I will say, yeah, the the choreography was good. Better than what I thought. I still don't think it's a masterpiece. I think there's going to be a lot better this year. I think even the choreography in, like, Invisible Man was probably better. But maybe I'm just being a jerk right now. For me, like, looking back on on editing, like, it wasn't, like, I didn't see anything bad about it, or, mind you, there wasn't anything, like, spectacular, but there wasn't any, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, like, what the fuck's going on right now like why they sh- sh- it was terrible for that one but there wasn't anything like bad about it i could point out either yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with it at all um what about the pay well which so what about pacing what about uh tone pacing. tonal shifts those kind of issues that could be yeah. an editing issue i don't know but i mean i think those really? could come from editing i think this is where the movie really shows that it's lesser I, I feel that's more of a, for me, less of an editing thing and more of just what they, I, I don't, I don't want to just say it was clearly writing, but I, I, you could, you could tell that that's what the film was going for to be mm-hmm. pretty fast and editing tried to accommodate that. Yeah. Some people think that it's more against liberals. Some people think it's more against conservatives. Some people definitely think it's like equal. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on it? Cause it definitely felt like to me that all of the liberal characters were depicted as complete a-holes, whereas almost all of the conservative characters felt pretty uh, reasonable for the situation they were in. But maybe I just didn't see something. Uh, I felt it just displayed both people as just being complete assholes, personally, like, for the most part. Obviously, like, some of the people, we could barely see much about them. I mean, like, the person, yeah. the guy and the girl that we thought would be some of the main characters, or at least they tried to push as some of the main characters. Like, the little we got wasn't bad, but... Every character that was part of you know the the people people that were being hunted once they got more like screen time or talking it was like okay he's just a a dick that was what yeah. came out across to me yeah I do, I do see that because there was that scene in the train where the guy was the conservative guy was being a little racist about the uh, immigrants but mm-hmm. at the same time you kind of get us I mean I bet you that's what they're going for but I mean one could argue that. It could just be the stress of the situation and, uh, you know, because he's being hunted. A lot of times that brings out that kind of fear in people. Um, I mean, I definitely think they were trying to make it both sides equally as criticized, but I just don't know if it really did it as well as it tried to. Satire is very interesting to me in that it's a very tricky thing to nail down because the satire comedy can be great, but the film itself is, it doesn't accommodate it. Like It makes everything worse to the point where you don't really care about it. Um, I think one of the best satire films that I've seen that where 
the comedy and the filming together work hand in hand cohesively to make uh, uh, a great film was uh, oh sh- it, man, I, I dropped it, Colby. It was the uh, South Park, the, bigger, longer, no, <laughs> no, 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 um, because it, oh, come back to me. I'm going to think about it right true. now. I had it, <laughs> South Park's not a bad group, not a bad crew when it comes to that. They're a perfect example where they definitely don't take it too seriously, but you can always get something out, of, take something away from it. You know what I mean? Perfect satire movies, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. You're right. No, you're right. You're right with that. I think the my head went to was Black Dynamite, and that's, I think I watched this one with Colby at one point, and that is a film where I feel the comedy was hitting on all cylinders, and and the whenever the film was shot and. Uh, it was everything was accommodating it, even to the point where you had like instruments, you know, like the boom mic that was uh, intentionally like added into the film at some points to help with the satire. Because what the film, if anybody doesn't know what Black Dynamite, it is a film satirizing uh, bla- uh, black accusation films, or I think that's what their term was called, black exploitation, uh, black exploitation film. That's what it is. Sorry, from like the 1970s or 60s, mm-hmm. and I felt both went hand in hand in both satirizing that one topic so well that. It's difficult to see other films that are able to reach that caliber, and if one fails, the other one suffers horribly. Yeah, you get a very small glimpse of the main character where she's like doing the trying to make that compass by the river, and then you don't see her again till like around the thirty-minute mark. During that whole time between there, they kind of start focusing on one character for a little bit, so. You're, if you don't know who the main character is going to be, you know, if you haven't seen it before, you're like, oh, this is going to be the main character. And then that person gets killed off or disappears or something like that. Then they start focusing on another person. I don't know if they're trying to make it like some big reveal about who the main character is supposed to be, but I thought that was a little unnecessary or maybe they're just, they just didn't know how to uh, add in moments of the main character in between all of that. And similar to that, it was also strange how the main villain, quote unquote, was also made out to be almost this big reveal where near the end you start seeing these flashbacks, but it doesn't show her face till the end. You see your face and it's like, oh, this person hasn't showed up at all before. Why is that such a big idea or a big deal, you know? Well, I think some of that, I, I can answer this. I can say that I did, again, I liked the beginning where we were going from character to character just kind of switching off I I just found that fun I don't know that's just me I found it fun because I don't know if it was enough time to start to get attached to someone I think it was just enough time to sort of get attached to someone like just enough time you know with Emma Roberts, we had just enough time. She was the one that we came out of the... We woke up with or whatever. So, of course, mm-hmm. we're immediately attached with. And then she meets the This Is Us guy. I don't know his name. And then he seems really nice and helpful. So we're kind of getting attached to him. And then and then there was like the two people the two people in the the store that were like what we think are the bad guys at that time and 
it's kind of like, well, I don't know what's going on because I why we're going to be attached to those two. So I, I just kind of, I did enjoy that part. But I think the part with Hillary Swank, I don't know what the last movie I saw Hillary Swank in. So her being revealed as the bad person, maybe it's just because it's Hillary Swank. I, I don't really know. If I look up her IMDb, it's not like she's not been working. She's been in some TV series, I guess. But, um, you know, she's been in some really good movies in her career, you know. Um, Million Dollar Baby and stuff like that. So maybe it's just the reveal is of the actress. Hmm. I, I don't know. But otherwise, I don't know because I wouldn't – I agree with you. What's the reveal when yeah. we've never seen her? No, I I, I think I, I I'm sure this wasn't the intention of it, but I, it is kind of funny to think of it as like you know almost uh, like like Psycho, and that you have a very like the biggest stars at the start of the film were killed off, uh, similar to the lead actress in Psycho. But, uh, mind you, uh, it's it obviously I'm sure it's on reference to it, but I I found it as you, like, as you were saying, it was like it was definitely more fun, and it was exciting to follow each different character, including like would it be from each from both sides as well. I, I think what's important with the movie and what <clears throat> I think what's important with the movie and what I have to realize is that it's something that you really can't take seriously and you can't come close to I don't know you can't even come close to uh, treating like a real movie you just gotta go in and kind of have fun with it or you're not gonna enjoy it but yeah. Even then, can you? I, I wasn't able to do that. I was able to switch my mindset over after seeing the first little bit and being like, okay, this movie's not going to be good. I'm going to laugh <laughs> at it as much as I can laugh with it. But I, it's still not that good to me. I, I can agree with that completely. I feel like this is, to me, the, this film is like, it's, it's kind of like a fun action film with some funny bits thrown in. I feel like the main the main lead character uh, definitely if she wasn't there I or at least the performance wasn't there it would have been way lower in my charts personally but you know I had, I had fun with it. Yeah, I definitely think it could have been a pretty good movie if they either focused more on the action and just made it an action film and kind of got rid of all the other stuff, or if they focused more on the comedy and worked on trying to make that whole part of it a lot more solid either way it could have been a lot better than what it is right now but as it is almost like a rough draft that's kind of what it feels like it doesn't feel like a finished product to me let me ask you guys i'm going to ask about your ratings i'm going to start out i liked devin's question last time with did our ratings change so uh, let's start out with our initial, and then we'll see if our ratings change. They may, they may not have. So Craig Zobel's The Hunt, okay? I went into this discussion with a, with a 2 out of 5. That's where I was at. Same for me. I gave it a 1. Did anybody change? I'm I still did not. At a one. <laughs> I think I'm at a 1.5 now after discussion. There's just not enough in it to... After a so bad it's good beginning that 
maybe wasn't even supposed to be a so bad it's good <laughs> beginning mm. probably isn't enough for me to give it a two. So I'm I'm just gonna give it a one point five. A, a two, I give it the good reads, right? The five is like the best, like cream of the crop. Like four is you know, excellent and three is good, two is okay. I wouldn't know I don't even know if this is okay. I would say this is like a one point five. It's just under that. So that's that's where I'm gonna and maybe I'm taking my ratings too seriously. But that's that's what I'm gonna do. That, that's definitely how I work off of so, so I, I, I'm working off of, I know like everyone talks talking about out of a five scale. I still have my one to 10 scale in head. So me, like a five is an okay film. And this is a film, I enjoyed it. It was fine with it. I had problems with it, but I also had some fun times with it. I think it's closer to like a, a two than a 2.5 for me on this. But I can't say it's a bad film though, personally. And when I talk about like a, like a two to 1.5 levels, I'm, I'm getting more to like, there's a lot more problems than there are positives. And for this film, I feel like there were enough positives with the technical aspects of the film, the lead character, some of the, I just, there was, I, I, I just chuckled that some, some things happened in the film that were enough to put it to me and keep it at 2.5. Let me just remind you, a 2 or 2.5? 2.5. So you're, you have the same rating for The Hunt as you do The Invisible Man. I do. Are you a reliable person? Is my question. <laughs> Can you answer that I, I, with a straight yes, face? Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> Both of those films are the same. Now, to be fair, if I had to pick, I do believe that Invisible, Invisible, The Invisible Man is higher than The Hunt, but they're both at a two point five for me. Would you watch The Hunt again? I would. Would you watch Invisible Man in a party setting? I would. Would I watch Invisible Man again? Here's the problem with these, both these films. They both have to be in the proper setting for me to watch it, and I would not watch either of them the whole entire way through. I'd probably watch a little of The Hunt, like some scenes here and there. I'd probably watch the first third of The, uh, the, the Invisible Man, and after that, I wouldn't care. So, what you're saying is, if I took the two movies splice different scenes and made a whole new plot with it you might like it <laughs> i would love it if you were able to splice a lot of the just non-sticking comedy in this film with all like the slapstick just like over like just a superman like invisible guy i'd love it i would love it it's actually kind of an interesting idea <laughs> so if anybody listens to this I could say concretely invisible man is a better movie than the hunt oh yeah so please Please listen <laughs> dearly to that. I'm not saying it's 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 like amazingly better. I think it's better, but I I think the I think the Invisible Man has a fair amount of flaws with with the film that I can't get over personally to give it more than a, than a, a 2.5 out of five. Yeah, I get that. I mean, there's definitely flaws for with me, but I was able to get uh, get over a lot of the flaws with Invisible Man more so than I was with The Hunt. But I definitely see what you're saying. I think there's a mindset for me too in that when I see the Invisible Land, I see too many flaws from pushing it up. When I see The Hunt, I see um, a lot of positives that push it to a five. And that I think I expected more from the Invisible Man and less from The Hunt. I, I was pleasantly surprised with how much better, because I, was, I, I, I could very easily see The Hunt being a a one out of five for me, easily. But it was better than I thought it was. I'll, I'll give it credit to that. Mm -hmm. 
interestingly enough, you had our lowest score for Invisible Man. You had what? You, oh, yeah. <laughs> you had the lowest score for Invisible Man. The highest for The Hunt. Yeah. Devin has the lowest for The Hunt, the highest for Invisible Man. Yeah. And I've had the middle score for the both of them. It's just interesting. <laughs> I can't rate. I can't wait to rate the next film 2.5 again, guys. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, so this has been the discussion on the hunt with us, Colby, Devin, Cole, and I'm not doing a goddamn sign off. <laughs>